Grace to all of you and peace from God, our Creator, and from our Lord, and from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Most holy God, thank you for this moment in our week and in this season of Advent. This time to anticipate, to prepare for the miracle of Christmas. May your Holy Spirit descend upon each person in this room. May your Holy Spirit of love and fire surround each one. In your holy and most blessed name we pray. Amen. Holden Village is a Lutheran retreat center located in the Cascade Mountains. It is an old copper mining camp, was decommissioned in the 1950s and given over to Lutheran Church to create a retreat center. That retreat center now hosts people throughout the summer and in the winter for spiritual renewal. There's a time for lecture, there's time to hike, eat communally, worship together. It's a wonderful paradise in the middle of the wilderness. It's very remote. Difficult for you to get there. You have to take a ferry all the way from Chelan up Lake Chelan to the north end, which takes a couple of hours to do. You get off at a landing and you're met by a couple of old school buses. I mean, I think they were from the 1950s as well. Have you driven one of those, Rob? Yeah. Are they 1950s? Not quite, Not quite that old. So you get on the bus and then you take a series of switchbacks up, up, up. And 45 minutes later, you're in the village. It's a wonderful place, miraculous place. Well, three years ago, Holden Village was surrounded by a powerful forest fire. It's called the Wolverine Fire. And it was all-consuming. I saw pictures of it. You could not be within 100 yards of the flames. It was hot. It was intense. It was powerful. The village itself was saved. But everything around was devastated. Everything was charred. About a year ago, I was able to return to Holden for the first time since that fire. And on the way up in that 1950s bus, 1960s bus, we're going up, up, up. And I started talking to the bus driver. She um, had been there at the time of the fire. And I was asking her about that. And I was making some comments. I said, oh, I'm so sad that this terrible fire destroyed the forest and she said some interesting things she said yes it was awful it was painful but the fire did not destroy the forest in fact the forest needed the fire and she went on to say and we have been expecting this fire for a long time. She framed it in this fairly positive way that the fire was a way for the forest to restart itself. Which as you think about it, partly, you all know that that's partly true. As I think about this, of course, um, there wasn't the loss of life and the loss of property that we've seen in Northern California, which puts a little different perspective on forest fires. But in this case, she was able to see the renewal that fire brought. I was still um, learning <laughs> what she was trying to teach me. And I said, well, why did the forest need to have the fire? 
most of you already know, but she said to me that the forest was filled with dead trees, it was overgrown, it had disease, it had insects. The forest fire came through and burned it all away. All of that chaff, she said. And she said that word, and of course, immediately I thought of this passage, which is so prevalent in our minds and those of you who have um, heard Advent texts before. We read this every year, that Jesus will come with the spirit of fire to burn the chaff away. So as I thought about that, I had to imagine in my mind what it would look like to have the Messiah come with fire to burn the chaff away. Now, if I were John the Baptist doing this preaching, it would be like this. Angry, pointed. He talked about fire and chaff being burned. And my image is of anger, a Messiah who's furious, a Messiah who's demanding. Then, oddly enough, about two weeks from now, we're going to celebrate a Messiah who's almost none of those. We're going to celebrate a Messiah who is weak and vulnerable and innocent and pure. So far away from the forest fire Messiah that John the Baptist predicts. How does that work? We've got Jesus in the manger as the Messiah and John the Baptist telling us that the Messiah is going to come like a forest fire. And as I I've been thinking about that. You can tell where we're going with this. That the fire can also purify and cleanse. That the fire of the forest that surrounded Holden gave the forest a new start. Maybe that's what John the Baptist means here. Maybe John the Baptist is talking about a fire of love and compassion that is so pure and innocent and powerful that it burns away the chaff of our lives. Have you ever experienced that kind of powerful love before? That kind of forgiveness in your life? That kind of grace that comes your way unconditionally? It can be like a fire. You know, there's nothing more frustrating than when you're really angry at someone, they respond with kindness. And there is a sense that that purity burns at the chaff of my anger, begins burning it away. Maybe that's the kind of fire that John the Baptist is talking about and not the kind of fire that is painful and dividing. Maybe we are both wheat and chaff, you and I. Maybe our society is both wheat and chaff. And then maybe the season of Advent is a wonderful time of year for us to anticipate the fire that will burn my chaff, Mike Anderson's chaff away for a new start. And maybe for our entire society to burn the chaff away with pureness and goodness and grace and kindness, not with anger and fury, but with purity and purpose. A different look at this text, a different kind of expectation. Sometimes I use the illustration of this fiery love of 
what's called an intervention. Um, I've shared this with many of you before. Some of you know what an intervention is. It is used by a family system where one of the family members has developed some kind of addiction. And the person who is the addicted person is brought into a room with all the family members and friends. There's a big circle. Usually there's a counselor there to help guide the conversation. And then each family member gets to address the patient, the addicted person. And it always starts with, I love you so very much that I have to tell you this. And then there is pure honesty, like a bright fire. And let me tell you, an intervention can be super painful, not only for the addicted person, but for all the other family members who have finally had to, fi finally have had to come to the courage of speaking the truth, of becoming like fire. Done well, an intervention can be a new start not just for the addicted person, but for the entire family. Because as you know, every addicted person is part of a family system that is less than functional. So everybody gets a chance now in this pure honesty and integrity and purity of love to start over. That's what we're preparing for during Advent and waiting for Christmas. There are other illustrations, I think, better than that of God's pure love that comes to us like a baby in a manger. How old is Louisa? Four and a half. Are you four and a half? Could you come up here, man? Come here. Could you stand right here? Could you wave at everybody out there? <laughs> yeah. And can you say, I love you to everybody? No. <laughs> well, there goes my sermon. <laughs> Louisa is four and a half years old. You just saw her. Imagine even a, a younger child of three years old. Louisa loves her mom very much. Louisa loves her dad very much. Imagine a three-year-old looking up at dad or mom with such eyes of love and kindness and purity that it changes the parent because the parent wants to live into that love. And in a sense, the purity of a child's love burns some of the pain and the chaff and the sorrow away. That's Christmas. That's what we're waiting for. When you hear John the Baptist and it sounds angry and furious, no, it is pure and purposeful like Louisa. So, this Christmas, allow the fire of God's love to burn so that we can all have a restart. Amen. Most holy God, we thank you for your presence in our lives. We thank you for this season of anticipation. Just as that bus driver anticipated the fire, may we anticipate your love. In Jesus' name, amen.